Now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Well, good morning and welcome to the Coffee Club for February the 12th, 2020, one day before Jennifer's birthday. So I guess we better keep that in context. So good morning to everyone. I hope you're doing fine. In fact, we'll start with Jennifer this morning. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I feel like I have a little extra energy since I went to bed at 10 o'clock last night and slept most of the night, which is highly unusual for us to be in bed by 10 o'clock. That's true. And I turn on that politics and I fall asleep every time. So, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, so you're doing all right. I'm doing very well. Got anything coming up? You're going to be doing anything? Getting ready to roll to Florida pretty soon. Oh, you're going to be flying on Spirit Airlines. Yeah, and somebody told us that each plane has a different critter on the tail of the plane. That's kind of cool. Ah, well, that'll be interesting. And we got our taxes done, and yay, we're ready. That's true, too. And I'll say one other thing. When we went out to one of Jenny's friends, took her out to our friends, took Jenny out for... 
her birthday, we went to MCL, which is a cafeteria, you know, like Morrison's or something like that, comparable in the South. But anyway, um, after that, we went to Batteries Plus to get my new battery for my watch, and they couldn't put it in. So I went to a little place I have to give it. Not a little place. They were pretty busy. They called McGee Jewelers. And you know what? Within two or three minutes... They had that watch apart, all put back together, a new battery for under 10 bucks. I don't think you can beat that. So thumbs up to McGee Jewelers in Greenwood, Indiana. Well, let's go up to Jeff Bennett. Hey, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or whatever day, whatever whatever time you're listening here. Doing okay here in Albany, New York. I'm this this is my third cup of coffee, and I was reading an article that says that if you drink more than four cups of coffee, that may not be too healthy for you. But four cups of coffee is okay, and it's good. It has it's loaded with antioxidants, helps prevent diabetes, so they say. And uh, it is there are some very good health benefits for drinking coffee. Everything is good here. Going to have lunch with my oldest daughter Meredith later on this uh, this afternoon, and then I've got a Lions Club meeting tonight. So that's all I can say. Snow, we don't want it, but we're getting it at midnight tonight, so something like that. So, so we know we're getting a mix, a wintry mix. You're sticking to the story, right, Jeff? You got it. <laughs> all right, Tim in Minnesota. How are you, Tim? Oh, not too bad. Um, awaiting the cold, cold weather. We're supposed to have wind chills of 40 below tomorrow morning. But otherwise, I guess things are going pretty well here. And catchers and pitchers are reporting today for the Twins. So that's that's a good spring sign, sign to me. Um, and all set for a, a fun coffee club and a fun show after that. Well, there you go. All right, let's talk to our friends in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Well, good morning. We're not getting any snow, and I'm happy about that. And it's just a regular day here. We got our taxes done, too, so that's always a good thing. I'm always glad to get that done for the year. And that's really about all I know. Flash is doing well. And I think I told you all, he went to the vet last week and really showed out. It was bad. Mm. And happy birthday to Jenny a little early. Yeah, one day early. Hey, speaking of doctors, the doctors, we don't know how long this is going to last. Or I'm, I'm not sure, but they've taken me 100% off of all diabetes pills. I'll still keep my meter because we don't know. I may go for a second opinion in Florida, but we'll see. But I'm down to zero because I had too many, way, 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 way too many lows. So we shall see what we shall see coming up. But uh, that was from four meds a year and a half ago now down to zero. So we'll see. Hopefully everything works. Um, Let's see. I think we've got to accept for Michael. Uh, good morning, everyone. Just enjoying some coffee with the Gouda Maya beans from northern Mexico. And uh, everything's good here. Everything's good. That's Playing good. Playing with the new Bard Express. I guess it's been out for a while. I don't know when it came out. But... Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a few moments, too. Yeah, cool. The new Bard Express. Got some great new features, especially um, there. There, there's some advantage to that. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, and Abby's doing okay? 
Uh, yeah, sleeping at the moment. Oh, she's is she? Angry. Okay. You got to do what you got to do, what you got to hey, do. Don't wake her up, Mike, okay? Yeah. Mike might. No, he'll be good. I'll leave that to you, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff <Thanks>. will do it. <laughs> Jeff will do it. Anybody want to say anything before we go to our main topic here in just a few moments? Anybody um, want to raise their hand? If they do, hit a star nine or all Y. All right. Uh, I think I hear Mr. Bill. Well, we got Mr. Bill out in Chicago. Bill, I thought we was going to get a vacation from you. <laughs> go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I, I'll be here for maybe 45 minutes or so. i got to oh. go downtown. i got a meeting today with Mayor Lightfoot. Oh, okay. A special group for getting together to meet her. And that's about it. And it's going to be five inches of snow by tomorrow morning. And Friday Friday morning was supposed to be below zero and a high of about 15 the whole day. So everything's well, you, going okay. You keep it there, would you please? Yeah, we don't I'll want the cold some, weather. I'll send some to you. You're supposed to get rain down south, I think. Actually, five inches Whatever. of snow, Bill. Well, yeah, but it's supposed to be three, four inches of rain they're predicting down to southern oh. Indiana and across the Ohio Valley and like that today. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Tonight and tomorrow. And before you go, Bill, I just want to let you know that uh, well, at least one of the people that you remember from listening to WIBC is going to be on the uh, All Things Radio uh, air check tomorrow. Uh, uh, his name is Bill Baker. Oh, Bouncing Bill Baker. I knew him real well. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah we'll talk Bill about Baker. that tomo- yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, but- no, you, you know, he was a deputy sheriff, too. They don't know people about that, but yeah, people didn't know that. Yeah, I knew him through. That's how I knew him through mm-hmm. through that because I knew him. Well, he did some some uh, sock hops or run a DJ for us at school for a couple dances, and then I met him some other places. And then my father was auxiliary deputy sheriff in Wells County for years, and he got to know Bouncing Bill Baker and Bill Baker through those connections. So I knew him that way too. Oh, good. that's good. Good. We All have right. two more hands we as well, We have two more Bill. hands. Thanks, Mr. Bell. Who's our next victim, Jeff? We got uh, Gail out in uh, Minnesota. Well, Gail. Go ahead, Gail. Um, Tim, if you didn't get, if you didn't hear me before, um, I won't be here to bother you this coming Friday. I'll be back Monday. I have a Valentine party I'm going to here. And you're going to give that up for Tim? You're going to give I, up you Tim? Know, if it gets bad, if the party gets kind of boring, I'll come back. I and mean, you know, <laughs> Tim is your number one priority, Gail. Absolutely. And, and I, I don't see how you could, I mean, how you and could. I don't do it often, but like I said, if the party gets boring or if it's goofy, I'm going to come right back here. And <laughs> I think Tim would tell you, go enjoy yourself and have a good time. Yeah, oh, I'll try my best. Yeah. Round fun. Has, has that's it, good. We have, have one more hand, Bill, and that's Jerry out in Indiana, PA. All right, Mr. Jerry. Oh, Go ahead, Jerry. Good morning, everybody. It's, it's uh, going to be a snowy day and a rainy day here later. Our high is only supposed to be about uh, 22 on Friday, and happy birthday to Jennifer a day early. We're getting ready to eat breakfast. Are you? Yeah, I don't know what we're going to have. We're either going to have waffles, or we have these Hot Pockets that have scrambled eggs and sausage in them. Well, there you go. You're going to have something anyway. Oh, yeah. That's the main thing. You're not going hungry, Jerry. Oh, we know. I won't go hungry. There you go. Enjoy your breakfast, Jerry. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Marianne, did she raise her hand? I'll get her. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. 
Go ahead, Marianne. Good morning. And, oh, you're so yeah. How we hear you? You're so cheerful this morning. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no reason not to be. It's 32 degrees. It's not going to get much more than one degree warmer. We got four or five fresh inches yesterday, and they keep saying we're going to get a little more. So we are not going to. We're not going to walk it this morning, but we'll do a bike ride later on today, and or at least I will. Uh, I know what you guys mean about the vet. Uno had to go and get some dental work done. He's only three years old, but he chipped six of his teeth. <clears throat> so, so he had to get a bunch of uh, tooth tooth work done, and so now we're having to buy new Kong bones and things for him because he's so much of a chewer that we have to not let him have big gnarly nyla bones anymore. Yeah, we have that problem here with Jackie's dog. It likes to chew, chew. Mm-hmm. And chew, and there's got all those bones, and everywhere I walk, there's a Kong, there's a, whatever you call those things, I don't even know what you call them, but the dog chews, chews, and chews. Is is well, that just all dogs do like that, I guess? Well, this is my, my first guide dog that I've ever, I mean, I had guide dogs for 21 years before I got Uno, and he's the first puppy dog I've ever had that damaged his teeth chewing his bones. Is it because he just chews too much? Is that what the vet is saying? <clears throat> well, and he apparently he grinds his teeth on the bones. He was actually taking the enamel off of his teeth, along with wow. the tips that were happening. So, See, I'm afraid that's what's going to happen to this dog eventually, too, because she just chews so much. If she chews that. a lot like that, then switch her to, like, just, you know, Kongs and stuff like that, and not any of the, the hard Nyla bones. Yeah, that's what my vet told me. Yeah, the Kongs are made out of rubber. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that the Nyla bones aren't real good for dogs, that they're too hard. Well, for some dogs, they're totally fine if they're just, like, casual bone chewers and whatever. But for dogs who really go after it, um, probably not so much of a thing. Yeah. Well, and they get sharp, too, because they splinter, get little splinters on them. Oh, they them. are so nasty to step on. They <laughs> yes, are. they are. <laughs> they're very much. So most of the Nyla bones will only happen in very small spurts and stuff, and they'll be kind of more treats than regular happenings in our house and Uno was not happy with me yesterday, but it's a better day today, I think. He's, a better day. <laughs> he'll be fine with it. He will, He's yeah. back to normal, and life is life will be fine. He'll just have all new toys. You're forgiven. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm forgiven. I fed him this morning. I fed him yesterday, but that wasn't enough. This morning, I think, did the trick. And for those who are keeping track, I have officially lost 10 pounds since I started my challenge. We are keeping right. track. Very good. We are keeping yep. track. That's great, Marianne. That's great. Well, get ready to get ready to ask questions here in just a few <laughs> minutes, Marianne, because we're going to ask them. Um, okay. So you'll be prepared in just a few minutes when we start the topic. Sure. Right, we got one more raised hand, and then we'll get started. Yeah, we do. Hold on. Uh, it's Ellen, if I'm mistaken. Go ahead, Ellen. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Um, I just wanted to say happy birthday to Jenny a day early. And also, we are in the 40s today. Um, we did have some snow, but it's starting to, I think things are going to clear out today. And we'll have a lovely day, so we're not going anywhere. So that will give uh, maintenance a chance to clear out anything that's outside. So that way, nobody gets hurt. 
That's exactly, that's good. Well, sit back and relax and enjoy what we're going to talk about today, Ellen, okay? Ah, no problem. All right, good to hear you. Um, all right, well, this has been a busy week. If you like electronics, and Mike and I are going to discuss electronics, so just a little bit, because everybody in their life is involved with some form of gadget. You use everything from your transistor radio to your latest, greatest microwave or the things that Chris and Dave talk about or your phone or your iPad, whatever, what we're talking about today affects all of us 100%. Mike, I got a couple things, and I'm sure you have several, so I'll let you start, and we'll go from there. Well, I'm not sure a lot that's new. Uh, a lot of the technology that I listen to isn't so much assistive tech, it's just regular mean. No, this is, I'm talking about, I'm talking about mainstream right, things. Mainstream I'm tech. talking about things that just happened yesterday if you're ready to plunk down $1,500 at least for a new cell phone. You interested in a Samsung 2020? Right, yeah, the new ones are going to be about $1,500, so I get ready. Yeah, Abby mentioned the Motorola Razor. Well, yeah. People remember Razors from back in the day, but yeah, the Samsung's got their whole slew of new phones. I, honestly, I didn't listen to all of them. Yeah, they just whole came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they're talking but about 5,000 mAh batteries, so those should last quite a while. I assume that would make the phone a little larger unless they figured out how to make those batteries well, smaller. Well, they're actually 6.9 inches. That's how what the screen size is on them, 6.9, and of course, those big cameras and that battery. Mike, you're you're better with numbers than I am. How long does that equate to battery life? A six, I mean, a 5,000, whatever you Well, have. now, I have my phone, the iPhone 8 is about 3,000, and I have it in a Mophie case, which adds another 2,000, so I have about the same as 5,000, and it lasts me about two and a half days under normal use, unless I'm right. really power going crazy with it. So it could be two to three days, I suppose. A really hardcore user could probably knock it out in one day, but... Five thousand should last a while, and that uh, Samsung phone is a fold one to Bill, I believe. It, well, it, no, no, they do have a model that's a fold, but these aren't the new twenty twenties aren't foldable. There's one other thing about them, of course, the carriers have to catch up with this, but these phones are truly a five G telephone. So that's, I I think the the door is is starting to open. Well, speaking of doors opening, finally got <clears throat> approval. The courts thankfully rejected all of the arguments these states were making about preventing T-Mobile and Sprint to merger. There's just one more obstacle, and that being California Utilities. Right. Once uh, that's done. They'll keep their hands out of it. But uh, I think when Sprint and T-Mobile can finally merge, then they can roll out 5G. And they've got a lot of spectrum to do it between the two companies. They've got the towers. So that's part of why I went with T-Mobile. Even though there's some holes in coverage, I think when the two merge, it should make a great company. And I think that's you, great. you don't think that people like New York City's Attorney General and some of the other states are going to take that to the Supreme Court that could hold things up again? I don't think no, so. They haven't yet. They can't and touch it. The federal it. was already approved by the DOJ, and then it had to go to the states pending. So it's done. It's just one more entity, this one, California. Right. And then that's done. They say that... Um, 
actually Sprint, if now this is according to the people at T-Mobile and Sprint and a few other insiders with cell phones saying that Sprint cannot cannot uh, continue much longer in its present way, that the model is not um, set up to, to it's just, you know, it's just not, it's not going to last. So they really do need a merger with somebody. If it wasn't T-Mobile, it needs to be somebody else. So We'll see. What about the what about the argument, Mike, that that the merger of the two cell phone companies, which will leave one less cell phone company, will cause prices to go up? Do you, do you buy Again, that it's argument? all rejected, and for good reason. They said you cannot prove that you can't you can't penalize someone for something you think they might do. I you know, get these, that. But Sprint and T-Mobile were the company that lowered prices for all consumers. And the first heaven. place, if it wasn't for some of the innovative points that they did, you would still be paying. Verizon out the yin yang for what they do. So, I just got a Verizon. Uh, you know when you get those, they look like postcards. The big and there was a whole thing promoting their service at at a much lower price than they've, they've ever seen Verizon before. So right, they definitely right. are noticing the fact that they're losing sales from uh, companies who are undercutting them price wise. I mean, I pay fourteen dollars a month for my Spectrum phone service. Yes, I only have a gigabyte of uh, of data, but. I don't use my data that much. Uh, I only use it uh, when I'm out and about. I, I don't do that that often. And when I'm at home, I'm not using their data. I'm using my own. I'm using my network. So that's uh, cutting into it as well. Yeah, it's it's quite a, you know, and we'll, we just have to see how that raises, you know, how it shakes out. And so be watching for new iPhone nines probably that are going to be coming out. The smaller phones. Unfortunately, that's going to be delayed quite a bit Has it? with the virus. The, the manufacturing has been shut down in China. So what we were looking at originally early March and maybe an announcement within a week. That's all going to be delayed. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, due to the virus in China. I, I just won't say anything about that because I was going to. But it, it eventually is going to happen. Um, what do you think about yesterday? Another big story in this this probably will have effect on podcasting and a lot of different things. But what do you think about Liberty Media, which is Sirius XM, putting $75 million into SoundCloud? Great. I think it's great. That will revive that. Um, that that's a pretty good-sized platform. Well, they've got numbers. I mean, they... Of course, we've got Pandora and SoundCloud together have about 100 million. And Sirius like to tap in that. These are people paying anywhere from 6 to $16 a month for their various services. And it's a win-win situation for both companies because uh, Sirius is going to ad rep SoundCloud. They're gonna, and, and so it's a win-win situation. And two of the Sirius uh, board members will also be on the board of directors of SoundCloud as well. And, you know, it's a... It's one of those situations where you can, uh, they they put a lot of money in it, and they did the same thing with um, Spotify, not Spotify, um, Pandora, Pandora last year. Yeah. So they put seventy five million into SoundCloud. That's what it said yesterday in the news, right? And so and there's still the rumors about iHeart and uh, Sirius. So. We'll see if something like that can happen. That, that's that, going to be a little bit more difficult, Mike, because that may not get uh, Justice Department approval. But that's right. certainly a very good possibility. Liberty would like to take over iHeart or at least get a percentage of that company. And, 
Well, this didn't happen yesterday, but something else that I predicted about six months ago. I saw the signs, and I guess it's going to happen. Just what we need, another streaming TV platform, that being the merger of CBS and Viacom, combined with them buying a company called Pluto. So they could end up with quite a few shows with another service under $10 a month. So really then, when NBC launches Peacock, basically all the three networks uh, will each have their own streaming service, and those are all in addition to Netflix and Hulu. So it would be interesting when you get that many services, which ones people will choose. There was some research that showed, like, Netflix was number one with 31%, and then uh, you had Hulu and YouTube. it broke them down. Yeah. Like the top three at 71%, and then the, all the others used the remaining Amazon 28%. Amazon is not that high. They were only at 8%. So they, I thought they would be higher, but they're not. And, Mike, how do you think the cable company like a chart, a Spectrum Charter is going to compete with that? Are they going to have to do the same thing at some point or what? I mean, I'm just curious what, what your opinion is on that. I think eventually they'll have to start breaking things down in smaller packages and hope eventually instead of putting the weight of sports programming on everyone that the people who want that content will have to pay for more for it and so the rest of the public won't i think that's one of their big cash cows i've I've never understood why they won't give people a la carte channels or what they want to watch because they make a lot they make a lot of money without doing that bill that's why (laughs) that's the big reason i'd like to cut my cable bill down i've cut it down somewhat but um but i but that's the whole thing that that's the whole problem so, a couple other things that have, well, I just read this oh, the other day. If you're a BARD user, and we say BARD, we want to call it NLS or the National Library Service, and they've really made some updates in their BARD Express. And this BARD Express is for people who who use Windows computers. It's really about what that's good for if you uh, install that program on your PC and you're a person who likes to subscribe to books by series. That's kind of a good thing. I don't think you use it so much, do you, Jennifer? I use it on my computer. Do you use the, the BART Express? Hold on a second. Oh. She raised her hand. She must have muted herself. Go ahead, Jennifer. Um, no, I haven't used it that much. I've used it to search for things sometimes well, because it has a pretty good search. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good thing. And now you can subscribe by series. Um, it's really good for searching, finding things. Um, it's good to. They say, for example, a lot of people will use these cartridges, and they'll, it's, you know, on a USB, or in, and you can copy, it'll copy the, you know, material right to your cartridge, and then you can put that in your machine if you, you know, the, the, the player. And so they're also making these innovations also to iOS. It's not out yet. And it probably will be about another three or four weeks before we get it on iOS. But it, it it's a big thing. I would urge you to check out, it's called Tech Talk, um, uh, the Pat Price uh, they have on Monday nights. And 
check out the program, The Gentleman from NLS. It was a very, very, very good program. Anybody? Oh, yeah, they a lot of good stuff there. Uh, I wish I'd wrote down all the new features because, uh, yeah, they're going to come out with an Android version that's going to more, more match the iPhone. Right, right. Uh, that is coming out. Android. They're very different in their interface, yeah. so they're going to make that consistent. Uh, the big news, I guess, for a lot of people, they're actually going to have Braille devices that are starting test market for their libraries. Yeah, four libraries in June. There's two different, right, there's two different uh, devices. One's from Hims. I can't remember the name of the other company, but it looks like maybe New Jersey, oh, it's Utah. Humanware, Mike. It's Humanware. Okay. Yeah, it's Humanware. Yeah, humanware. I'm sorry, and uh, all those H's. So there's uh, people are going to be able to play with that. That device will have Wi-Fi capabilities. It didn't say we're working on a cell network, but Wi-Fi so that you could, from the device itself, grab more material. So I'll be curious to talk to someone. Uh, I have some clients in Alaska, which is a part of the Utah library, so maybe eventually we'll be able to talk with someone who's actually using one. But it's still beta, so it'll be a while to see where all of that goes. Uh, and you can download but, uh, more than going one. Going back to Bart Express real quickly, yeah, it has some really cool features, and I would highly urge anyone that's into NLS Bart and uh, uses a Windows computer to take a look at it. Because one thing you can do now First, the series, like you mentioned, you click that series button, and there's 6,609 of those that pop up. I had no idea that that much content. Sometimes it's a particular book series. Sometimes it's a particular author. Uh, but the other feature I like is you can go and look at all the books you've downloaded in the past. And I realized I downloaded 506 books. And, oh, yeah, and another cool feature, those who like to hoard up the books, yeah. you can go, there's a preferences in there, and you can check a box that says select multiple books. Oh, my God, you can go to town and just check all kinds of stuff and then just download, download to your heart's content. So uh, it, it, It's a good thing, Mike. It, um, you, you can do that. Now, they're going to change that, or that's one of their projected changes is to change because now it's shown actually in the the order that you've actually downloaded the book. And some of us who go back for years, loads a page, loads and loads and loads and loads pages. So that takes a little bit of time, but it's um, they're, they're going to change that a little bit. But I really like the ability to search and the subscribing to series, and it comes back and it tells you, and it's a very, very good Format. Well, there's a good, yeah, there's a good subject index, a little more comprehensive. I think there's 188 right. categories. Right. Said that. You can so, do that, right? So, and one of my things, I love to just sort by uh, biographies and autobiographies, and I can do that now. That's something I could not do before. Right. So that's a big one to me because that's one of my favorite types of books to read. I don't read the stuff that most people do, and I, I tend to read that and more nonfiction stuff. And there's a lot of that. But I'm liking that it's like, coming into iOS because then. You can really go to work, too. Now, Yeah, one of my favorite features coming to the forthcoming iOS in about a month or so is the ability to airplay. You can send it over to your, if you have some oh, of speakers or something like the that. New, uh, with the new um, NLS app, you know, Bard, or Bard and you will be able to do that with the Bard app, is to yeah, do airplay cool also. Ones. So, that... I'll kind of make their on this stuff, Mike. Can... If you download a book from Bard, can you can you play that on your computer, or do you have to use those machines? Well, you have to use the machine. I don't. Yeah, I don't know a Windows player. That would that would be the one thing I think would be the biggest enhancement. The Bard Express, and I think they claim that that maybe someday, but they'd have to get all the books in the cloud before they could do something like that. But right. no, you can't. You still have to have some kind of device. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
your iPhone, Victor, whatever. But it's real smart about detecting your computer because there's a thing button for devices, and it'll show what's connected to your computer that it'll copy things to. So mine, it saw the USB drive I had connected, copied 40 books over there. So that was, uh, yes, I was hoarding yesterday. You you were a book hoarder. You were guilty. So I hadn't used it in a few months, but yeah, yeah, whatever. um, Like I said, that's up to them. They have to set the parameters of what's acceptable use. Um, You know, but it's a great thing. Um, The Bard Express has really exceeded my expectations. I like to... A lot of times put things or automatically add it to a wish list, and then I just go get it and download it when I need it, you know. Yeah, but, that is, that's really the best. If someone said, why do I, why bother with it? That is really the number one reason. You can go in there and just do that Alt-W, just add all those things to your wish list, and then open your iPhone, go on your wish list, and then just grab them all. And one of the other new features for iOS is, and this has been a limitation of Apple. It's kind of annoying that you can only do one book at a time, and the, the upcoming update will allow you to at least get three books downloaded simultaneously, so that'll speed up the hoarding process to your iPhone. Yes, it will. You can you can do that. Then you're going to run into memory on your, um, you know, your iPhone. But you know that going in, but you will be able to get a lot of books. And I'm, I've gotten used to it. There's some downsides to it. Jenny doesn't like the fact that every time I get started reading, all of a sudden, then I get this notification, you know, which, which can interrupt things. But I like, I like doing it on, I think the, the BARD app is one of the best apps I've ever seen on an iPhone. Now, you won't be able to do these things on the Victor stream. You know, you won't. You but if I want to read, I still like my Victor stream because then I can read without getting interrupted. I guess I wouldn't mind it if I got notifications if it wouldn't turn my book down. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, I'm, I agree. That's an annoyance that it prompts you okay for everything. Okay, yeah, the book's here, whatever. Okay, just tell me the book's there. Why do I have to acknowledge? Why do I have to click okay? Right. Just, just and, tell me. And, Download complete. And click okay to that. But I I enjoy it. It's a, you know, the Victor stream is a, is a very good thing, too. So there's no doubt. Part of it's battery life. My phone, when I read before on my other phone, it would... It ate up so much of my battery using Bard because it kept phoning home all the time. Jenna Miller. Or something. Jenna Miller. Well, one of the good things is you can the- you can control that now. And, the, you know, they did say the, the current uh, Bard is not really, I don't say it's not compatible, but it wasn't designed for iOS 13. So they've got to come out with an update to fix a few annoyances that crept in with iOS 13 like a lot of apps have had. Yeah. But it's... It's a good thing. If anybody has any questions, um, you may give us a call. And and speaking of annoying phones, Chris, you might want to give out that phone number one more time. That is 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. When you're asked for the meeting ID, enter 848 725 Four five zero. That's eight four eight seven two five four five zero. Press pound. You'll be asked for a user ID. Press pound one more time. And we've got a hand raised from Gail out in Minnesota. Right. We'll get her in just one second. Just want to All remind right. you too. If you don't want to dial the numbers, you can call the request line at eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five. 
and uh, press option one or two or whatever and just leave your um, comment and we'll put it on the air. Okay, go ahead, Gail. You are unmuted by host. Go ahead, Gail. I was just wondering, you had mentioned earlier that I shouldn't get the new update for NVDA. Well, no, I, I think we meant that for Tim because he's using a specific program that they may not have the new add-on features for. I don't think he meant it for you. It's for people who that's who use something using the free eloquent speech, right? Which is unsanctioned. Well, and that, and also uh, there's certain add-ons that it won't work. Right, with. the remote add-on, which is a yeah. good one. And uh, the other one is that there was an add-on that had that improved Thunderbird for email. You didn't really need it, but it was, it was there. That doesn't work anymore, and there's some add-on yeah, for I've, Firefox. I use Thunderbird, and I've never gotten that add-on for email. So, Right. So <laughs> It's not really – I didn't have it either, but my friend Don told me about it as well. Too. But I don't think yeah. you would have any real problems, Gail. Okay, one more question before I go – before. Um, Take your time. Will this help me? Will this help me as far as Firefox to be able to add things to you know to Firefox? I had some things that I had to transfer over to Firefox, but my computer people helped me with that. You know, would would I be able to do this myself? One four zero eight seven two three three six six nine is left. If I if I uh, moved something, let's say from Internet Explorer to Firefox, would I be able to do this myself? Well. You know, the only way I can answer that question is I don't think having NVDA or JAWS, it's, you know, it, that's not going to magically make it better for you to move something from Internet Explorer to Firefox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. If you're talking about bookmarks, which is about the main thing you'd move, then yeah, yeah, you, you, you from you the can, browser, you have to import the bookmarks, and that has nothing to do with the screen. Right. So, right. I was just kind of curious. I, I need to know how to do this. I'll just talk to my computer people and see if they can help me figure that out. Right, because, you know, the screen reader, whether it's JAWS, whether it's Window Eyes or with Dolphin. I'm you know, just, all they're doing is reading. Yeah. So, okay, well, right. I was, you know, thanks for the okay. help on that. I'll just All get right. my, talk to my people at the. Okay. The yeah, there, there were a lot of browser updates on Monday. Uh, Firefox went to 73. They came out with a version 80 for Edge, which this is the new, I call it the new Edge. Not to be confused with the old one because it's from Microsoft. So is it past version 79 now? Or? Right, it went to 80 on Monday. Okay. Uh, and then. Yeah, it seemed like there was some other stuff, too. Like, uh, well, I used something called Chromium, and it went to 82, which basically everything's based on that. Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, and Brave, and all those browsers. But the thing with the newest Chromium, uh, it doesn't read addresses in the address bar anymore. So my only fear is, will that trickle down to the other browsers in the future? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. I happen to like that, knowing what it's in the address bar. So do I. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, but just. I'm thinking about writing them, the people at Chromium, and, and pointing that out and saying, you know, because I want to make sure. I assume maybe they just changed it visually or something and, you know, make it more prominent on the screen or something. But I'm going to mention that to them. So hopefully they can get that fixed. So if it trickles down, no one has to experience that. I mean, you can we, still type it. Can't read and we it. Have, that's an annoying. No screen reader in Windows. Yeah. yeah, and we have we have two more hands raised. We okay. have Julie McCullough and we have Joe out in Albuquerque. Let me get to Julie McCullough. Go ahead, Julie. 
Yes. Does anyone know anything about the dot mini? Can you say that one more time, Julie? I said, does anybody know anything about the dot mini? The dot mini. You talking about the? Okay. The, there's an Amazon dot and there's a Google mini. Okay. Okay. This was this was something, and I was clear if it's a note taker or just a reader. That I, I don't think it's available quite yet, but it's something, and it's apparently manufactured in Korea, and it will hold like ten thousand books. That is by the same people that make the Dot Watch. I've seen it on their website, but I don't know much about it. Okay. And Chris, could you tell me again the places that you can get the Dot Watch at a reasonable price? Not that I'll be able to, but I can dream about it for a while. Well, Amazon carries them, but I don't know if they have any new ones now. When I looked, they did not, but they did before Christmas. Now, on the Dot Inc. website, you can get a coupon for $200 off. I would assume that's still available. Okay. And I think I saw... Independent Living Aids maybe has them. They're like three hundred and fifty nine dollars or something. There, I think I saw. Well, two ninety nine is the best you're gonna do at this point. Okay. Yeah. No, they were like I thought. Maybe I didn't see that right, but I thought I saw three fifty nine on Independent that, Living. But don't that's, quote me that. that's probably right because they're gonna have a markup. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, you know, everything's expensive you, if you can't see all this technology because that. we're a minority group here, you know, so. So, did you get a feeling, though, Chris, that the Dot Mini was a note-taker or a reader what? It's kind of a note-taker, yeah. I, but, I, like I said, I don't really know much about it. But and the description our radar is kind is of hard to tell. Go ahead, Julie, I'm sorry. I said the video that was on it, it was kind of hard to tell just what... Um, you know, if it was just for reading, because that was kind of what the comments were about. But I didn't really know exactly what it what couldn't really tell exactly what it was. If you write to dot incorp, D-O-T-I-N-C-O-R-P, um, they have their email address in full on their website. Uh, okay. They're pretty good about getting back. Now, they there is a major time difference, of course, but they will get back to you if you want to ask a question about it. Okay, thank you. Okay, and then we have Joe in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I have a Go question. Ahead, Joe. Oh, hi. This I I have a question about Firefox. For some reason, when when I get it on there, it, it tells me it's it's not compatible with my screen reader. Now I have Jaws eighteen. Does that mean I have to update Jaws to get it to work, or what in the world? Well. That's a good possibility. Um, the latest version of Firefox may not be compatible. Your version of JAWS is one, two, three, almost four versions behind. So that could be an issue. Um, and that could be a problem. Don't you agree, Mike? Yeah, unfortunately, to use the latest browsers, you got to have the latest screen reader, reader. so and unfortunately it's you know called the jaws tax or every want the 90 dollars a year to to stay current and but, be happy that it's telling you that but if it didn't tell oh, you that well, 
I was going to say NBDA is very much up to date with Firefox. It's right. been working real well. That is well. correct. It, that it is probably true. works better with it than any browser, I think. But, so. Yeah, I think it does too. There are some websites that you, I can't navigate without using NVDA and Firefox combination. Those two just really... Right. And, and, but I'm, and also, I'm finding that JAWS runs sluggishly on Firefox at times. Have you noticed that as well, Mike? At times. It depends on the website, I guess. But I think Firefox has a lot to do... Well, the other thing I'm going to say is it leads JAWS now. Someone like Joe, myself... You don't, if you're four versions behind and you're running JAWS 18, at least now you can go from zero to $90 a year and you can have the latest version of JAWS. It used to be you'd have to pay $400 or better to get the latest version of JAWS. So I do believe that um, that is a significant enhancement compared to what it used to be. I remember those days, Bill. I really you know. I mean, <laughs> when, all too well. I remember when I went from my old version to the new version of Jaws, and it was over four hundred dollars. So, that's a crucial thing. You know, one problem I had is I worked for New York State, and when I left New York State, Jaws was licensed to me, even though New York State bought it for me. And I had to sign a release form, and New York State let me. I had to sign a paper with New York State and fill out a form. And then, and Jaws would give me a hard time about transferring the license in my name at one point, but they, but they finally let me transfer the license to me. Well, competition has relaxed a lot of things, so they've also relaxed their strict uh, keys on your computers. I've noticed it's been easier. I've not had the problems, you know, getting it on on machines like we used to have, and you'd have to contact them. So competition's a good thing. But it, it, it's don't a, use it's a good thing. I'd be very thankful it's there. Uh, I believe in, in some websites and certain applications it outperforms JAWS, but then there's others where JAWS excel. So if you're really a power user, it's good to have both. And, and for a uh, free screen reader, Mike, it's I, I can tell you it's it really, I mean, it, it really is quite functional. It may not have all the functionality of JAWS, but for a screen reader that doesn't cost anything, it, it's actually a very oh, good it, product. Exactly. It's the first thing I install when I build a computer. It is the first thing. Uh, and it's such a powerful... I just gonna, uh, part of our coffee club, um, speaking of electronics, we will be on uh, accessibility moving forward. We're going to be on that podcast talking about the new Amazon oven and the June oven. So you might want to check out that podcast at some point in time. But we will be on there talking about the coffee club and the things that we demo here. Anyone else got any more things about electronics, gadgets, things that they're really interested in right now? I know Jeff wants to buy a new 16-inch MacBook. I would love to buy a Mac at some point. I haven't decided whether I ever ever will, but I'd love to have one just to learn the technology. No, I'm, I'm thinking about actually, I have the Play 5s made by Sonos, but I'm actually thinking now about getting the Sonos Beam but then again, what would I do with the Beam? What would I do with my Play 5s? And I, there's no reason why I couldn't run the Beam and the Play 5s at the same time. It wouldn't be a problem. And that's what I'm looking at getting, the Beam from Sonos. That's the thing I'm looking at. Have you ever considered the Sonos Move? Not for me at this point. Yeah. Well, didn't you tell me, Bill, that they were going to discontinue um, some of the Sonos products that they would be taking you out of the app? Well, well, they're just continued support for those. 
Yeah, the play, and you can't buy the play ones and the play threes anymore. That I can tell you because I went to their website and they don't have them on sale. They don't have them on their website anymore. And even the play five, they can only update it so much. So, uh, I mean, if you have play fives and you guys do, they'll still work, Jennifer. Um, and for what you what you guys do with the play fives, I don't think you'll have a problem for quite a while with Sonos. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's. I think you got to go back about five years. The original play fives. There's a series one and series two. Right, the series two is the one that I have, and if you have the series one, that's where the problem may occur. I have the series two. Well, we don't have the ones that have the echo in it. No, none of the play fives do. That's no, the play ones, right? That got the play ones. Some of them do now. The newer ones, but right, we don't have one. those. We have the other ones. The move has the speaker. You know, the, is the speaker? Yeah, I don't know about those yeah. original play ones. I don't know if they. That's a good question. Well, they, they, they. I think the original play ones don't have the echo, but they, then they called no, the I mean, Sonos they get one. Upgrade, whether those they were going to discontinue actually updates where you couldn't get update. Well, they've had a backlash. They said now that they will work, but you can't use them in conjunction with right. other speakers. Right. So there's network, I guess. Like Sonos, it wasn't the best move on Sonos's part. I well, think, that that's an age-old issue of, of trying to support older technology. Right. I mean, Freedom Scientific gets the backlash too, but Bill, because they, people have older pieces of software that want to work with Jaws, and every time they keep updating Jaws, they have to try to keep supporting the older stuff. And at some point, uh, Mike is right. But you it's can't, not even a point. But these weren't even five years old, Jeff. Uh, you know the fives. But do we have one more? Uh, hold on color, just, I see. Yeah, yeah we do it. Uh, 816 area code. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's me. It's Pam in Kansas City. Well, yeah, go ahead, um, Pam. I just, you, you were talking about doing the $90 a year thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that changes your serial, your serial number on JAWS. Right. And when you do that, those of us who use scripts... We then have to go through the the hassle of changing that around. Well, Pam. Well, if you're talking about the ones for uh, station play the studio, I think Brian Hartchin will support a new right number if you give that to him. All you have to do is write to him, and he will just change your serial number. Um, You know, it's it's like anything else, Pam. You, You know, you're using his scripts, and his scripts are tied to the serial number. And yes, it does change your serial number, but you save yourself hundreds of dollars too. So, you know, you you kind of got to pick your poison here. That is a good question, though, because if you have scripts tied to a serial number, but he will support that. So, yes, at least in that will. case, now if there's other software, I don't know. If there's other things you're doing, I believe well, you were talking about Lisi. You made the investment in that. You might talk about that a little bit. What well, really excited you know, about that? I'm going to get the, the latest version of Lisi because, number one, I believe in what Brian is doing. Uh, but before we do that, Pam, did, did that answer your question that you can do that? I think Chris muted her. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, Pam, you can do that. And so, but Lisi is an enhancement to JAWS, which makes a lot of keystrokes and a lot of functionality. So we will have more about Lisi later. And we've had Brian on a couple, two or three years ago. But when I get to Florida and things get settled down, I'm going to run the latest uh, Lisi 5.0. And then we'll come back and talk about it. There's a lot of things that it does. You can 
search for radio stations. You can search for TV shows. Um, I think soon you will be able to do Netflix, those type of things. And has a real good weather things and, you know, some HTML thing. There's a lot that Lisi can do to add to your JAWS experience that you just can't get anywhere else. Is that the one that I think I read on this website? I think it has a built-in HTML editor in there if you, yes, you want to do HTML. Right, but that's got to that's that. be interesting to use. I've never done right. that before, so that's got to be. Right. I didn't see the RSS thing, Bill, but I know you said it was there, yes, so I, I have there. to take a look at that. Yeah, did you say it makes a lot of websites easier to use, too? Yeah, so it it's something that I want to use it, and then maybe perhaps we can get Brian to come on at some point again and really and thoroughly um, talk about Lacey because it's not that expensive, and you're supporting somebody who's doing something for our community. So um, I think it's a great thing. But, yeah, Pam, you can change your – Brian will change that for you. So we'll see what time it is here, guys. It is it's 10, 10 o'clock. 10, it's 10 o'clock. o'clock. Anything you want to wrap up with, Mike, before we... Well, I can't think of it. I, like I said, I should have wrote down, there's a lot of NLS. So just go back that real quickly and say that, I, you know, they encourage input. So if there's something it's not doing that you'd like it to do, uh, I, w- I would write Don Olson. He gave his email address on there, D Olson, D-O-L-S-O-N at L-O-C dot G-O-V. Right. And uh, talk to him about what you'd like to see added. And, of course, like they've got a feature list, like you said, 40 things that they want to do. And they just have to get the time and contracts and pay the programmers to make all that stuff happen. But, I, I mean, for a free service, you really can't beat the They've got some, you know, innovations going on over there that uh, I'm pretty excited about. So, uh, right, let's see. Pam, Pam, Pam has her hand raised. And I, uh, so uh, before you get to Dave's uh, and Chris here, let me let me unmute Pam here. Go ahead, Pam. Just real quickly, uh, you were talking about Bard Express. How do you get that update? You get what update? Oh, the 2.0. You have to, you actually have to go log into your NLS, your Bard, the website, log in, and then just search for the word Express. And there's a link that says Bard Express, download something. It's kind of well, a long. There's nothing, that, there's nothing within the actual program that will download it? I don't. Okay. Uh, you can try uh, under the help question. menu, but I think because it's 2.0, I think you have to go back to the website no. to go from 1 to 2. I may be wrong on that. You you could be. You Do you have it installed already? Yes. All right. Well, try well, Alt-H and then try go up there a couple H, times and check for and update and see if it'll... Actually, I think update. it will. I think you could do it there, Pam. I don't think you have to log in. No. And I also, went to get it for someone else. So I think you could just hit Alt-H and up yeah. there two or three times and then get to say it. check and update. So try that. All right. Very and good. And also, Thank Pam, you. When, you, when you log into the program, it will also prompt you automatically, do you want to update to the latest version? So, and I think once you get to 2.0, I think you'll have to re-enter your email and password, I believe. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, yeah, so make sure have you have that available that. before you upgrade. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks much. All right. Do we have anything else before we go? Yeah, we do. Do we have uh, any? 770 area code. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, this is Dana and Griffin. Dana. I got a question real quick. Yeah. Um. Has anybody ever tried using iDrive with any screen readers at all? I cannot get that thing to work. I created a free account to try it, and I couldn't get it to work. Okay, which which iDrive? It's the one that 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 uh, oh. backs up everything. Oh, iDrive. You know, 
I haven't tried it in a long time. It's a kind that, like, Kim Commando recommends and these people yeah. recommend. I will the try that. I, you know, they make money. That's why they say it. Um, but let us try iDrive, Dana, and we'll report back to you. Or send me a private email, and I'll try that this week. Yeah, all it says is graphic. I've tried it with every screen reader I got, and I cannot get it to work. And I have complained to that company like crazy because I like I like to get on that. I use Carbonite, but uh, and it's accessible. Yeah, Carbonite. But I drive. I'd like to do that because I could I could really back some stuff up. I, they got a five gig, you know, free account that you can get. Right. Well, there's also Google Drive as well. I mean, yeah, there are other alternatives that you don't have to use iDrive. There are other alternatives. I still, I don't know, I'm still a big fan of using Dropbox. It's just... Dropbox is good. Also... Oh, I have it, too. There's another one called Casper, which is real good to backup drives, and that is accessible. Well, I think he's talking about a cloud backup, right? Right, he's talking about a cloud backup, like Dropbox or Google. I don't think Casper does cloud, but I'm aware of. No, Dropbox. Man, I think I saw something, in, even Amazon has a backup service, I think, but uh, I think that's more that for business. That wasn't accessible too. last time I looked at Oh, that. it wasn't? Okay, yeah. I didn't think so. Okay. But I want to look at iDrive. And see yeah, if it's... I put it on there, and man, it, I put it on the phone. The iOS app is kind of accessible. It's not real good, but it'll right. work. Yeah. But that was my question. Yep. The only thing I wanted to say quick about right. Lisi, I, it said that in the in the uh, notes that I read on the on the Lisi product that it's supposed to be able to work with iTunes. So maybe he, because I know he doesn't have a script for iTunes, but maybe Lisi works with iTunes. you got to have Lisi. I don't um, know if that's true or not, but that's what it said in, on this website yesterday when I, I was reading it. I don't it. know about iTunes because aren't they going to take that away anyway eventually so well they've been saying that for the last two years and they haven't right. done it yet so well so, it's, it's pretty much done I'm I pretty mean, much it's... done and Dana if you want to either send me an email and you because you've written to me before or call me on the Fillmore at 773-572-3006 and in box number 3006 and, and you can leave me a question that way, too. But I will check the iDrive. I guess he must be gone. Is everybody there? We're here. Okay. All right. Well, I Clear, guess... but the connection is really bad. Is it? Now it cleared up, but it was really garbly for a while. Oh. Who knows? We didn't have any trouble here. Yeah, there I didn't have any trouble at my house here. Oh. Don't know. Well, it must be on our end because I could barely understand you just a second ago, Jeff. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, if we have no more. We'll turn it over to Chris and Dave because they are going to talk about a demo. Right, guys? Yes, we have a, we have a demo today of a Oster turkey roaster. <laughs> and I'll uh, let Chris give you a little bit of information before we do that. Well, <clears throat> there's not a lot to give that we didn't give in the demo, but um, it's nice. It will do lots more than turkeys. It's electric, and it's kind of large. You can get them in smaller sizes, but amazingly enough, the smaller sizes are, when I checked the price yesterday, they're more expensive than the larger size. So we got the large one. Well, there you go. Well, I guess without further ado, and sit back and enjoy. And it's a great product. We use it. 
And Chris and Dave, well, they'll tell you about what they did yesterday. Good morning, everyone. It's time now for another demo. And today we're going to do something that has to do with turkeys. And the gizmo that we have today is a Oster turkey roaster. When you take this um, Oster out of the box, you're going to have the lid. Um, it's a great big lid. This baby is a it's a huge turkey roaster. They can hold up to a 26-pound turkey. So, Chris, do you want to uh, give some information about the product? No, I don't think we will today. No. <laughs> this is an Oster electric roaster with self-basting lid. It is a 22-quart. As Dave said, it holds a 22-pound turkey. I mean, a 26-pound turkey. Sorry about that. 22-quart holds a 26-pound turkey. It is available from Amazon.com for, uh, let's see, what's the current price? $59.99. Um, this is, uh, demo is being done February 12th, by the way, so that's the current price on February 12th. 2020. The current price at Walmart.com, where it is also available, is $55.85. And if you should want a phone number to talk to somebody at Oster, it is 800-334-0759. That's 800-334-0759. If you want to go to Oster.com, and if you're not sure, Oster is spelled O-S-T-E-R. The dimensions of this Oster, the outside dimensions, are 23 by 15 by 13. So as you can tell by the sound of it, it is huge. That includes the handles on the ends and the handle on the top of the lid. And, Chris, do you have the inside dimensions? I do. The dimensions of the roasting pan itself are 17 inches long, 11 inches wide, and 7 and a half inches tall. It's now, as I started to say earlier, when you take this unit out of the box, it's in some styrofoam, and, and it's a little tricky to get out of the box because it does weigh a little bit. I'm not sure about the weight. I'm going to say uh, between 8 and 10 pounds. That's probably right. It's going to be close. I think I saw 8, but I'm not sure. So, anyway, when you take it out of the box, you've got the roaster itself. And then you have the lid that's in the box, and you take that out. And there's also a a, a rack that goes... um, inside the uh, roaster and then there is a insert pan now when we got ours the pan that you're going to put your turkey in and stuff is already in the roast it was already in the uh, roaster so it's most likely going to be inside the roaster when you get it that saves a lot of space yeah shipping you know because otherwise they'd have to have a bigger box to ship all those pieces And the rack, let's see, wasn't the rack in there too? The rack was inside, that's right. Now, 
as we said, it's 23 inches from handle to handle. And I'm going to start with the left-hand side of this so I can explain to you where with the handle that's on the roaster, just up above the handle, and this goes for both ends, there are two little catches. They're like tabs. They're like little metal tabs, and, and they, they sort of come straight out, and then they bend down on an angle. And there's, there's two of those on each end of the roaster, just above the handle. And what they are for is if you want to check whatever you have in the roaster to see how it's doing, you can take the lid off. And you take the end of the lid, you hold the handle, of course. On There's a handle on the top of the lid. And you, you take the, li- of the lid and you lift it up and you take it over. You turn to, it upside down so it doesn't drip everywhere. Right. It's, it goes upside down. And you take it from one end, <laughs> let's say the left end of the lid, and you bring it over to the left-hand side just above the handle. And you put the edge of the lid underneath those two tabs that are sticking down and then you can lean the lid back and that holds that lid up and out of the way those are called lid they call them lid supports in the book and the reason they're on both ends is he tends to like dave he tends to lean the lid to the left for support i tend to lean it to the right so they have it so you can do it either way right And like I said, the tabs are the same on both ends. So once you have everything out of the box and you have the lid and you have the, uh, make sure that the insert is, the the insert pan is inside the roaster, which it should be, as we said. And there is a metal rack uh, that was also inside and inside the pan. So... As long as you make sure you've got all those pieces. Okay, so once you have those, so what what we're going to do, and today we're going to roast a turkey. So it, this uh, has a, they call it a self-basting lid. And so that means when you do roast a turkey, as long as you don't open the lid during cooking, you do not have to baste that turkey. Pretty amazing. Okay, and as, as I said earlier, there is a handle on top of the lid for you to get a hold of to take it off uh, to do whatever it is you're going to do. Now, one thing I will tell you, this thing gets hot, extremely Partic- hot. Particularly the lid. Yeah, the lid gets really hot. And the outside does, too. I mean, you know, it's like a, it's no different than a stove. I mean, you, you don't go around laying your hands on the stove when it's when it's on, so... Uh, but the roaster does heat up, and it does get pretty hot. So, anyway, this handle on the lid, if you take your hands, and we have the uh, roaster sitting on the table, going from left to right lengthwise. This is a big, like, long, arched handle, not a round handle. Right. And we'll start with the left-hand side of the handle. If I take my hands, put it on top of the handle, and bring them to my left. About two inches. uh, Yeah, two inches, two and a half inches, somewhere. I'm going to see a little slot in there. Those are vents. There's one on each side 
of the or each end of the handle about an inch and a half to two inches away from the handle and those are little vents they're little tiny so the um the pan or the insert they call it is in the roaster and the rack is in, inside the roaster so now the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at the back of the oster oven and right dead center in the middle of the back is where your power cord comes out and it's a short cord so wherever you're going to use this roaster you know, you want to make sure that you've got... It's what, about three feet, two feet, maybe? Yeah, it, it, it might be two feet, two and a half, maybe three feet long. And uh, so you want to, the, the first thing you want to do is make sure you've got a good clearance. So you're not going to get this thing against anything that can catch fire. No plastic, anything like that, paper, right. boxes. So you want to make sure you got good clearance on both ends and front to back. And if you're going to use an extension cord, make sure it is a heavy-duty appliance cord. Yeah, and they do make appliance cords to be able to use these, and I know we have them here and we use them. They're really heavy-duty cords. Of course, you can get those on Amazon. And you can get them any length. You can get them two feet, three feet. Ten feet. Well, the shorter, the better, though, probably. Right. You know, don't buy a ten-foot one if you only need a three-foot one because the shorter ones will serve you better if that's all you need. Okay, that's all that's on the back except for the, there is a, as soon as I find it, Somewhere on the back here, there's a sticker. No, that's underneath. Oh, it's underneath? Yeah. I, when I called Ira, I had to turn it upside down. Okay, upside down and Take underneath. Take the lid off and turn the whole roaster over. There's there's actually one or two stickers, I forget, but that's where your model and serial that, is. Right, for the model and serial number. And the yeah. model number is long, so I'm kind of in a quandary about whether I should give it or not. Uh, I can, I guess. When I give the information at the end, I'll I'll give it, but it's pretty long, and I'm not sure how important it is. Okay. Now, on the bottom of the uh, the oven, there are some feet on it. They're kind of, I guess, plastic. They look pretty good. They look like they'll stay on. Yeah. They're not. Don't believe they're stick. Well, I don't know how they're on there. Yeah. They're not adhesive. It doesn't look like. So anyway, we got the feet on the bottom of it, and then we're going to come around now to the front of the unit, and it's rather simple. Very um, simple. Very simple. <laughs> uh, down at the bottom of the, keep put your hands on the front of the unit. Well, up at the very top of the unit on the front, there's an emblem. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the Oster yeah, it's, emblem. Yeah, it says Oster on it. If I bring my hands straight down. From the em emblem, I'm going to find a little round light. And under the light, about uh, an inch down, is a knob. A nice big a, a nice knob. nice big knob with a pointer on it. Um, and when it's turned all the way counterclockwise, it's on warm. And um, It's the, labeled M-I-N, just so people Yeah, minimum. Know. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, as I said, when it's counterclockwise, it's, it's on minimum. 
uh, or warm. Um, and so wh what you do with the, if you, as you turn the knob up, that adjusts the temperature. There's only one control on this unit at all. It's the only one. And when it's, when it's uh, turned all the way counterclockwise, which puts the knob pointer to your left and down on a slight angle. Like at about, oh, what, um, what would you say, 7 o'clock? Yeah, about 7 o'clock, I think. And as you turn it... Um, the knob has stops on both ends of the dial. Right. It is a... A lot of these things have uh, never-ending stops. In other words, the knob doesn't stop. And this one no does, stops. which makes it nice. It's like a volume knob on a radio, which is really neat. So, <clears throat> we will give you an estimate of the temperatures. Um, goes up to 450. Yeah, it goes to 450. Now, the first thing I know for sure, we did put some dots on here so that we can use the pointer of the knob to line it up. But to give you an example, right now the knob is completely counterclockwise till it stops, about, as we said, about 7 o'clock. If I turn the um, pointer up to approximately 11 o'clock, that's going to be 150. Okay, if I turn it on up, I'm going to find the pointer is going to sort of line up with that light that I said was up above the knob. If I line that pointer on the knob up to that light, that's 200 degrees. Okay, and of course, uh, if I turn the knob on up, uh, I'm going to turn it, we put a dot on here for 300, and that would be about, would you say 2 o'clock? Uh, yeah, yeah, because 350, I think it's 3 o'clock, yes. So, <clears throat> that would be your uh, 300. And then we have another dot as I turn the knob on around for 350. So if I want 325, I'm just going to split that difference and put it about right between those two dots, between the 300 and the 350. And I'll get 325. Now, if I turn the knob on around, we have a dot at 400, and that's just about uh, 5 o'clock, I believe. 430. <laughs> Something like that. And um, that is 400. And then the whole way over... way over as far as it'll go is 450. So what happens whenever you're going to roast a turkey, and this is from the manual. So now the manual says you remove the pan from the oster oven and 
you put the lid on. You put the put the lid on the and and take the rack out of the. Uh, well, it's going to be in the pan anyway, or should be. So you take the pan and the and the rack out of the unit, and then you plug the unit in, and you turn the knob completely clockwise to 450 until the oyster completely heat uh, preheats to 450. The light should go out, so if you have any vision or a light probe, or you might hear it click. Right. So anyway, after you after you heat that to 450, then if you you prepare your turkey, which we're probably going to do today, um, and you you put the turkey in the pan on top of the rack that's in the pan. Now you put the rack in so that the handles the will handles flip up toward the ceiling and stop. Right. So that's so you, whenever you go to take the turkey out of that pan, you can grab it with a, with a mitt or something because it does get hot uh, with a pair of mitts or whatever. You can get a hold of the handle that's on each end of that rack and lift the turkey out of the uh, pan. Now we are going to put a thermometer in the turkey. We have a grill thermometer that's wireless to the phone so we're going to put a thermometer in there so that we can monitor the temperature of the turkey um, without having to lift the lid because that if you lift the lid that defeats the self-basting because how that works is moisture comes up and drips down off the lid to baste the turkey yeah, it's pretty major. I had never thought, I never understood how that could work, but it does. And it says the skin gets crispy, so we're, we haven't used this yet, so we're going to see. And the just so you know, um, because we are doing a turkey, the thighs need to be to 180 or the breast to 165. So, Right. At least that, because depending on uh, how you like your turkey, but that's what they recommend. That's safe. That's the safe temperatures. Now, when you're done with uh, with your whatever you're going to cook in this thing, you can do chili or anything. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, it'll slow cook too. There is a slow cook setting that's between 150 and 200. I had an older one, and I did pork and sauerkraut in there, and it turned out excellent. Now, this is a lot bigger. And better roaster than the one I had. I don't even know what happened to that thing, but it's not here anymore. And the oyster does make an 18 quart rather than a 22 quart. And it holds uh, a 22 pound turkey up right. to a 22 pound turkey. Right. It's a little smaller if you don't want one quite so big. Now the pan that's in there, the and the rack and the lid are washable. Obviously, you can't put the oven itself. <laughs> well, first of all, it wouldn't fit in the dishwasher. And I'm not really sure that the uh, lid would fit in there either. Uh, it probably would, but it would take up a lot of room. I think I could get the lid in there. Probably better to hand wash it. Well, the lid's not going to be the problem. The the, the big roaster pan, because it's not going to fit in the sink either, most likely. So you're going to have to put soapy water in it and 
wash it, like half fill it with soapy water and wash it on the wash it on the countertop. I wouldn't recommend washing it in the unit. Now, this is something that happens with new electronics like instant pots and things like that. When they're brand new and the first time you heat it up, you're going to get that funny smell. Only this, I think, was worse than a lot of things. It smelled like paint. Right. It was pretty strong. Because it, it was the first time it had ever been heated. We did test it by plugging it in and then preheating it to make sure that it, the unit worked. Anybody want to preheat the bird? <laughs> So now what we're preparing to do now is prepare our turkey. It's thawed and uh, we will remove the uh, neck and all that. The neck and, and all the guts. I'll you know. butter it and salt and pepper it, put some butter inside. And then we will be back as soon as we have the turkey prepared to put into the roaster. Chris is preparing the turkey right now, so what I'm going to do is put the recorder in my pocket. And you all are going to hear some water. I can't help that. <laughs> my hands are messy. I don't know what it'll pick up over here now. but So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find the cord on the back of the oster. And I have an appliance cord that's plugged in. It's plugged in, but the oyster is not just yet. But it's going to be in a minute. I'm going to first turn that knob counterclockwise till it stops so that it's on minimum. I'm going to plug the oyster in and then I'll come around to the front of the unit and I'm going to turn this knob. I'm, uh, let's see, I guess I need the lid, don't I? Put it on here. Yeah. I'm going to put the lid on the oyster. Now, I, I had removed the pan because that's what Chris is putting the, the turkey on the rack inside that pan. So right now, I've got the lid on the oyster, got it plugged in, and I'm going to come around and I'm going to turn this knob completely clockwise. And you can tell it's on because you can sort of hear a buzz. So what it's going to do, it's going to heat this, the, uh, the oven itself up, and then when we're ready, I will carry the uh, the uh, turkey in in its pan over and slip it down into the uh, roaster oven. This is approximately a 13 or 14 pound turkey and we will tell you how long it takes to preheat the pan oyster and also how long it takes to cook the turkey at the end. So the uh, the roast roaster is preheating and we'll be back as soon as it's heated up. Okay, I'll, I'll just tell you while we're waiting for the preheat <clears throat> what I did to the turkey. I took it out of the bag 
you have to check both cavities to make sure there's no neck or anything in there. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't, but you need to look really good in the cavity in the at the top of the turkey where the legs come together. You have to take them usually out from under a band of some sort, and then I was able to put them back when I was done. And then you have to look at the butt of the turkey because there's a cavity there too that often has things in it in paper or plastic so you want to get all that stuff out of there i took a stick of butter i usually use a whole stick of butter and i butter the turkey really well inside and out i put butter in both cavities and then i butter the whole turkey and i put salt and pepper you can use poultry seasoning you can use a little bit of cajun seasoning you can use whatever spices you like we happen to just like salt and pepper because we like it to taste like turkey uh you can inject it if you want to i did not um we could i have an injector and if you're going to inject it you can use chicken broth or you can use turkey broth or whatever you can use i'm sure they make all kinds of injectables so you can use anything like that we are using, as a safety precaution, we're using the iGrill um, thermometer. It's a Bluetooth th- uh, thermometer that pairs with your iPhone to measure the temperature. And so what Chris is doing right now while this is preheating is she is putting the probe into the turkey uh, breast and and then she'll fire up the app on the iPhone and that way she can see the temperature as it goes up. Okay, the roaster is preheated. I'm gonna put my machine in my pocket. It took 13 minutes, so if you give it 15, you'll be good. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna lift the lid on this thing. Ooh, that's hot. Just quiet it down and underneath those tabs and I flipped the lid to the left. I put it underneath those tabs on the left end of the uh, roaster. I just put the... See, the pan is now... The pan is in. In the roaster. And I guess I can close... Close the lid. The I lid. the thermometer in. It's going to come out one end. But this is not a sealed lid, so it should be fine. Trying to put my lid on without. Here. There we go. <laughs> I was being careful because it does get hot. This thing does get really hot, even the sides of the roaster. And we'll look at the time and see what time we started this. Then we're going to turn the temperature down the knob in 30 minutes in th- after this this is supposed to be on the 450 for 30 minutes and then we'll turn the temperature down to 325 so we got to wait 30 minutes so we will return while this is roasting i'm going to get this recorder over close here I don't know whether it will pick this up or not. It's been on for 13 minutes on the 450 setting. 
we'll see if the recorder can pick up the, uh, I can hear the turkey roasting in there. Yeah, I think it'll pick it up. So anyway, we will return. Yeah, you can really hear it roasting now. Yeah, it's gonna be good. We're still waiting. Uh, it hasn't been too long yet. We have another 10 minutes before we can turn it down. What you're hearing now is probably butter melting. Okay, um, it's still uh, roasting, as you can probably hear. And we are, as I said before, using the eye grill. So we, the uh, turkey is at 95 degrees, so it, 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 it's getting there. Um, but a reminder, folks, uh, the roaster is actually supposed to cut your time about 30% less time. It takes about 30% less time when you do the turkey in a roaster as opposed to the oven. And the voice in the background was uh, Chris's iPhone reading the temperature from our uh, eye grill. It's two minutes till it's time to turn the roaster down to 325. And right now the temperature is fluctuating on the meat between 97 and 98. Go for it. Connected. She's turning the temperature down. And, and a caution, we have some, uh, okay, it's turned down to 325. We have some welding gloves that we use because they're thin. And we, each of us thought we could find the dots and turn it down quick. You cannot. The side gets too hot. And Dave's fingers are pretty tough. And if he can't do it, I dare say most people probably couldn't. I know I can't. Now, we use a pair of, uh, as like she said, welding gloves because they're thin, but they, you could touch something for uh, you know, a fair length of time before you can feel it. You might feel some warmth. Now, you wouldn't want to leave them on there for too long, but um, that way you could feel the dots and, and turn the unit down. Okay. The temperature of the turkey is 165. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take... Maybe we'll hear the thermometer beeping. Let me go turn it off. I don't know if we can hear the thermometer beeping from here. I bet you can. I don't hear anything. Turn it off. Oh, okay. It'll pick it up, though. So, but anyway, uh, I'm going to lift the lid on the roaster, and I'm going to take it over to the left, the back, or the the left end of this lid. I'm going to take it over to my catches on the left-hand side, and I missed, so I do it again. Put my uh, lid down underneath those catches. 
knee and then fold my lid back and I'll get my gloves wherever they are. Do you know where they are? Yeah, they're in the drawer. Oh, get my uh, gloves to get a hold of that. Where, where we keep them. <clears throat> And I got this little drawer here that has my gloves in it. It has things we use for the June. It's bright by the June. It has gloves. It has uh, hot those silicone hot pad holders. Got one glove on. Let me get my other one. And pardon me while I run some water. Yeah, she's got to make noise. So anyway, I got my gloves on. And I'm, uh, what are we going to do about this uh, thermometer, Chris? Um, I'm going to pull it out. Okay. In just a second. So I'm going to wait for Chris. She's gonna... This has to rest for 20 minutes. The turkey does. She's going to pull the... Uh, i got to pull the thermometer out before he can... Probe out before I can lift the pan out. Okay, before we... Uh... You have it out? Yes, it's out. Okay, now I'm going to pick this pan up out of the roaster and bring it over. I have a cutting board that I'm going to set this on. And, uh, Too hot to set on the table, so... There we go. Now it can rest. I'm going to take my gloves off because I don't... Fire after all that cooking. I don't need them on anymore. Put my gloves away. These uh, welding gloves are really super. They, they really do a nice job. I was able to pick that pan up by taking a hold of the uh, handles on the pan with these gloves and lift it up and carry it over to where it goes. Now what I'm going to do, I'm going to find the knob on the front of the roaster. I'm going to turn it counterclockwise till it stops. <clears throat> and then I'm going to pull the plug on the roaster, which is disconnected now. Put my appliance, appliance cord away. And of course, if you have a receptacle close, you wouldn't need to use one of those. But anyway, uh, that's all done. And I'm going to leave this lid open for a little while because that'll help to cool the uh, roaster down if I have the lid off. The total cooking time was, let's see if I can do this, an hour and 10 minutes. So there you go. I think turning it up to 450 for the first half hour, that really got the temperature started going up. Right. So uh, now we're just waiting for it to rest. And once it's done resting, um, we're having mashed potatoes and gravy and um, peas. And stuffing. And stuffing with the turkey. So we'll let the the um, turkey rest and um, then prepare to stuff our faces. <laughs> so, Chris, do you want to give the information about this product one more time? Yes. This is an Oster Electric Roaster with self-basting lid. 
this is a one knob control, has a one knob control. It is the 22 quart roaster, which holds a 26 pound turkey. You can get a smaller version, but actually, um, the smaller version right now is a little more expensive than the big version, so you know, go figure. You can get it on Amazon.com at a current price of $59.99, and again, this is February 12th, 2020. That's the price today. The current price at Walmart.com is $55.85. This is a uh, it's an Oster. Oster is spelled O-S-T-E-R. I told you I would give you the model number. So here goes. It's kind of long. C is in Charlie. It's C-K-S- T is in Tom, R, S is in Sierra, 23-S is in Sierra, B is in Bravo, D is in Delta. So C K S T R S 23-S B D. And the number the phone number to Oster, should you want to call and speak with them about it, is 800 800- Three three four zero seven five nine. That's eight hundred three three four zero seven five nine. Well, we hope you enjoyed this demonstration of the uh, Oster oven turkey roaster. If you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. Or you may reach us during this broadcast by calling 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. When you're asked for the meeting ID, it is 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound. When you're asked for a user ID, press pound one more time, and you'll be in the Zoom room where you may ask your question or make your comment regarding this product. Well, Chris and I had a successful roast of the turkey. The machine does exactly what they say it will do. Everyone have a great week. And Chris and I will talk to you soon. Stay tuned next week for another another exciting demo. Well, another exciting demo. Yeah, well, I was having to compete with the bird there at the end. (laughs) She was being unruly. Chris, you don't stuff your turkey, correct? You you cook the stuffing separately? No, we just never stuffed our turkeys. Now, Dave's mom always did, but we just never did. She just makes the stuffing on the side. Do you ever threaten to put your bird in the uh, roast? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We threaten to put the bird all kinds of places, in the air fryer, (laughs) on the Traeger. She wouldn't taste very good, though. Probably not. She'd probably be tough and stringy. Might be pretty good. You (laughs) never know. By the way, Bill, we have a couple of calls from Debbie. Okay. All right, here we go. Hi, Bill. This is Debbie in Lafayette. I just wanted to make a couple comments. First, I want to wish Jenny a very happy birthday. 
and pray that you guys have a safe trip to Florida. And I remember bouncing Bill Baker, but I'll tell you who I really liked on WIBC. I believe he was also on WFBM. Jim Shelton, he did a show called Teletest. That was really neat. And he also had a request show, and I remember calling in and requesting without stars by Kathy Young. I was a very little kid. Um, anyway, I, I look forward to that. And uh, speaking of DJs that came to the school, what about Jimmy Mack? Whatever happened to Jimmy Mack? Anyway, we used to sing that song to him. And I'll shut up because I'm rambling on. And you guys have a great day. And uh, I love your station. It is just fabulous. Bye-bye. There's one. Hang on. I think Jimmy Mack was with Bob with Martha and the Bandellas, too. Yeah. Tim's got one more here. Deb, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Uh, enjoy the old air checks that we present, and I think you'll enjoy tomorrow's. Here you go. Hey, Bill. This is Debbie in Lafayette again. I have a question um, concerning Bard. Do you know if there are any plans to somehow merge Bard with a program that you can get through your library. I haven't got it yet. I want to know if it works with voiceover called Overdrive. You can download books from the library and also audiobooks. And I just wondered if there were any plans to merge Bard with Overdrive. Anyway, thank you. Bye. Okay. I can't speak for Bard, but the answer is probably no, since one is... Uh, administered by the local libraries where BARD is a federal uh, a federal program. I do not think they will merge. I think they're yeah, I would, just I would too different. Really so why they won't do it because of the whole copyright issue with the uh, with the way the, the BARD is set up for their distribution of books. Right. I, don't I, I, I don't believe so. We also had another question real quick from a gym in New Orleans this second week in a row, so it must be important. Wanting to find the golden age of new golden age of news radio. It's gone. It it's doesn't gone. exist anymore. I can't find it anywhere. I, I did. I searched for the last few days on Google looking for it. I also looked and I found week. one on TuneIn, but it's the golden age of radio, and that's a program distributed by USA. So right, the this golden is, age news deck used to be on Live 365 before it was before they went out of business. And I have not found it again, and it, does, it doesn't exist. But they, I know why he liked it, because they broadcast newscasts and news programming from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. I put a reach out to some of our friends over at Fillmore and some of those people who do that, who will, who will, who will mention that. So maybe we can find something. But as far as I know, it is gone, gone, gone. We have a hand raised from Pam out in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Go ahead, Pam in Kansas City. Go ahead, Pam. Yeah, I just was curious. Uh, you guys had to put dots on on your uh, unit in order to know where the pointer would go. Um, how was that thing having to get so warm? How do you know those dots are going to stay in place? Well, we don't know that for sure yet, but so far they haven't moved, and 450 does get it pretty hot, so I don't know. And the way we knew was we did call Ira for that. And That's how I we would, would, I would What say, I did, I yeah. pointed, I had them show me, look through my phone and show me where 300 was, and when the pointer was pointed exactly 300, 
I put the dot right in front of the pointer, and I, that's how I did all of them. Can you use dyno tape? I'm not sure how that works. Uh, maybe you could, but that adhesive seems to be worse than this, so I don't know. Ah, okay. And the thing about the dots is they're so inexpensive. If it burns off or melts, put another one on. Uh, it's it's not like it's going to cost you a lot of money to do it. No, no. No, I understand that, but... Dollar twenty nine, you know, I think. When you're... When, you know, when things are temp- temperature sensitive like that, you almost got to have your dots where they need to be. Where they, where they need to be. Right. Well, they're not moving around. I can tell you that it didn't uh, affect the adhesive that much yet. Now, what will happen in future, I don't know. We may have to call Ira back and relabel it if we have to. We will. But I think with the clock positions, I'm probably going to be pretty good at it. But it, All right. Well, hey, thanks much. All right. How was the turkey? Did the t- turkey taste pretty good, Chris? Yeah, the turkey was real good. Ours was real moist. Yeah, pretty this good. was too, Jenny. And we real didn't we do have, it we right. Question <laughs> from Julie out in, uh, out in uh, I forgot where she is, Iowa. Wichita, Wichita. She's in no, Wichita. No, I'm not in Iowa. I'm to in pick- Topeka, but my phone number is Iowa because that's where I came from. That's right. I was looking at the area code. Sorry. Go ahead, Julie. That's okay. I have a message for Jennifer. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jenny. Happy birthday to you. A day early. Thank you very much. And, uh, and she did a good job at it, too. It wasn't like... Um, wasn't like I would do it if I tried it. <laughs> That's very And Alexa good. will sing happy birthday to you if you ask her. And she does a yeah. pretty good job, too. I was going to say, it wasn't like, uh, as Tom Lehrer says, the folk singers each in their own key. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have to pay copyright royalties for Happy Birthday anymore. Did they finally stop that? Yeah, that's finally stopped. They were doing that. But no, that's a good thing. You can, that that turkey, I cooked a ham in there the other day. So it does work. It does get a little warm. You're right about that. Yeah, you you can do just about anything in there. You just got to watch the temperatures. Hey, you could even do the Salisbury steak recipe I have, I'll bet. Well, is that a segue or what? Let us all shut up. Go right This ahead. is called old-fashioned Salisbury steak. Now, I have some easy ones, too. but And this one's not hard, but I picked it anyway. Four chopped sirloin patties thawed if they're frozen. Three tablespoons of flour, one table, no, two tablespoons of shortening oil or butter, a dash of garlic, salt, or powder, black pepper, one four-ounce can of mushrooms, stems, and pieces, three teaspoons beef-flavored instant bouillon, or I guess if you have the cube, you could probably use three cubes, one to one and a half cups of hot water. Now, my guess is if you use one and a half cups, you might want to drain your mushrooms. If you use the one cup, you could probably use the juice that comes with the mushrooms. One thinly sliced onion, one tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce. You dissolve your bouillon in hot water and set it aside. 
And in the shallow pan, you mix your flour and all of your dry spices, your garlic, your salt, pepper, whatever. You heat the oil in the skillet. You brown the patties on. Well, first you first you dredge them in flour. Uh, your flour and your spices. You dred- you coat both sides in your dry mixture. You heat your oil or whatever you've decided to use in the skillet. You brown the patties on both sides. You can either remove them or not to drain the excess oil off. If you have removed them, put them back in the skillet. Pull your bouillon and water over the top. Add your mushrooms and onions and your Worcestershire sauce. And gently simmer for about 25 minutes or until the meat is fork tender. And... Of course, it's good with mashed potatoes or pasta or rice or any of that kind of stuff. That sounds really good. I'm getting hungry now. Me too. <laughs> I'm ready to go. With Jeff, you're always hungry, though. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I've been trying to lose weight. I was I was up to three fifteen a while ago, and I'm down to two ninety now. So I'm doing okay. Yeah, you are. Are, are you one of those guys that um, eat everything that won't eat you first? How could you say such a thing, Dave? <laughs> He's on a seafood diet. He sees food and eats it. So next week, if all the stars are aligned right, we will be originating from Naples. But we have the studio set up, so we're we're ready to go. So we hopefully the new cable's all working and Everything is good, and I think it is, so we we, we should be good. Maybe we'll right. get away from the snow, and it's about time for your show, Tim. Thank everybody well. for listening. Watch, be sure if you want to, go to the website. You can download the, look at the show notes, download the podcast if you need to, pass it along to anybody that... Uh, they can go subscribe to it and get this every single week. So, and I think that'll work. And that's why we've got that great website, right, Michael? That's um, right. Let's get that great website going. So, all right. Uh, it's, oh, we've still got about 15 seconds. We, we we don't want to give Tim any time at all. We won't want well, him maybe, to be Well, maybe you could sing for us, Bill. Oh, my God. I don't think so. I think that would 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 uh, mess him up just a little bit. Or her okay, up. Okay, let's do this. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Well, I guess we got it all, didn't we? She even has a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you do that, Tim, or was that Mike? Oh, that was me. Mike, that was, yeah. I was going to say, I thought that was Mike. <laughs> Mike's got that, and Mike's busy. So, well, guys, have a great week, everyone. Be fun in what you do. Have fun with your tech, cooking, whatever you're doing. Make the most of it. Have a great one, and thanks for listening. And let me find our magical things so that Tim can get on. Thank you so much.